Welcome, I'm Matthew from The Travel Podcast, and on this episode, we're exploring Puglia, Italy, and discovering what this stunning region of Italy has to offer visitors from UNESCO World Heritage Sites, breathtaking coastlines, countryside, and much, much more. And to take us on this journey, I'm joined by two special guests, Alfredo and Gino from the Puglia Tourism Board. So thank you very much, Alfredo and Gino, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. And um, to get us started, you know, some listeners would, uh, well, I believe all listeners will know where Italy is, it's a such well-known destination, but may not know where Puglia is. So, Alfredo, could you give us a bit of an overview of where it is, how to get there, and the lifestyle of Puglia? Yes, for sure. And first of all, I would like to say thanks to the Travel Podcast for this uh, opportunity to showcase my region and uh, tell stories about it. So, the main airports in Puglia are Bari and Brindisi our two international airport and they are connected with the, some of the main hub you have all over Europe. So it's quite easy to, to reach Puglia from any part of Europe and the world with international connection. Uh, Puglia is in, the, is in the heart of the Mediterranean Sea and we like to see a look at Puglia as part of the Mediterranean. We are the southeastern point of Italy in the heart of the Mediterranean with more than 800 kilometers of beautiful coastline made of sandy beaches and uh, rocky cliffs. Along this coast, there are so many amazing places to visit and experience to do that we'll, uh, we will tell you. I can definitely say it is an amazing, untouched area of Italy and one that many people must go and discover when visiting the country. And when our listeners do start planning a holiday to Puglia, what are some of your recommendations to include in your itinerary, Gino? Well, we usually divide Puglia, we suggest to... Uh, uh, take, you know, the Puglia trip, uh, we have six uh, already, you know, set uh, itineraries which go from north to south. We should remind that uh, Puglia stretches for 400 kilometers, I mean, inland, and then 800 uh, all around the coastline, which uh, Alfredo just mentioned. And so the six itineraries goes from the, go from Gargano, and then to Imperial Puglia, which is famous for castles and cathedrals. Then Bari, Bari is the capital of Puglia in its coasts. And then we have Magna Grecia, because we have, we have the Greek, uh, Greek settlers here before the Romans, I'm talking about 3,000 years ago. And then we have the Valle d'Itria, the Itria Valley, which is famous for its truly. And then we have Salento. Uh, historically, Puglia was uh, divided into three regions, and that tells something about the diversity of our territories. We have three UNESCO heritage sites. One is Castel del Monte, a 12th century castle. Then we have the Trulli in Alberobello in Valle d'Itria. And then we have the Monte Sant'Angelo sanctuary north of Puglia, to the northern part. So we have lots of places to visit, and it depends whether you are, uh, you know, visiting Puglia landing uh, um, by plane or you're driving. We have a very good uh, network of uh, national roads and motorways, and we have national parks, two national parks, and I think about seven regional parks. The two national parks are, one is the Gargano, uh, which is a promontory to the north, uh, and also we have the Alta Murgia National Park, which is sort of midway between Gargano and Salento. So to give an idea, Gargano is always north, 
Salento is always south, and uh, we should remind that Puglia is the heel of Italy's boots. Uh, we have given the, uh, you know, we have two seas, basically, we are in the middle of the Mediterranean, and we have the Adriatic Sea to the northeast, and then to the uh, south, to the, yes, northeast, and then to the southwest, we have the Ionian Sea. So you have a, a wide array of different uh, places of uh, rocky cliffs, uh, beaches, and lots of uh, sports, water sports to practice. So we have very uh, too much to to tell and too much to share with uh, either newcomers or repeat visitors. There is a lot to do in in Puglia for for visitors and and the listeners and. Uh, I'm really looking forward to coming out and to visit in late 2021 and exploring Castel de Monte. Uh, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, and, the, and the marine reserves, uh, they look stunning. And just to go into a bit more detail about some of those areas, I've got a couple of questions for you both. When in Puglia, what, what kind of outdoor activities um, and well-being experiences can people do in the area? And, you know, you've mentioned the UNESCO sites as well as the marine and national parks so people can really get out to explore them. And what is, what's the heritage, uh, arts and culture like? And, and what sort of things can people take in when visiting? So, uh, Alfredo, if I can start with you and the outdoor and well-being experiences to really take in those national, um, national parks and marine reserves. Okay. Well, first of all, I would like to invite all the listeners to check out our website, that is weareinpuya.it, and also our uh, social channel, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. They are all named We Are In Puya because there's so many information about itineraries, about experience, heritage, and outdoor. So let's go on the outdoor, some of my favorite ones. Some of my favorite ones are, I would start by the, it is called the Ciclovia dell'Acquedotto. It means bike route of the water pipeline. And it's, it is an amazing cycling route in the middle of Puglia that it goes, there's no cars at all, and it goes all over Puglia in the middle of Trulli and beautiful olive trees. And it's really such an amazing place. Then I would suggest the listeners to go to Taranto, to the city of Taranto. Taranto is the, is the city of the two seas. And there is an amazing experience you can do there. And it is, it's dolphin watching. There are some boats of biologists that you can pick and go outside and uh, sailing outside the city and watch this uh, group of amazing dolphins. Then I would go on hiking. Some of the be most beautiful reserves in Puglia, they are both marine and marine and land reserve, are Torre Guaceto on the Adri Adriatic Sea and Porto Selvaggio on the Ionian Sea. In both these, these reserves, hiking and even swimming is just amazing. So I, I strongly suggest to the listeners to visit Torre Guaceto and Porto Selvaggio for a hike and for a, an amazing snorkeling in the area. For the water sport lovers, kite surfing is really, it's really great in Puglia. We have some amazing spots, some great wind, and uh, people really enjoy to kite surf and sailing all over the, all over the region, all year round. Because the, one of the main and nicest thing of Puglia and uh, of the Mediterranean climate is that you can really go swim and practice water sport all year round. Sounds wonderful, and definitely water sports all year round in the sunshine is 
heaven to me. And do you know, what about the, the heritage arts and culture experience? You obviously mentioned the UNESCO World Heritage Sites. In a bit more detail, what, what sort of things can people get up to? Well, I would start with Bari, and not just because he's the capital of Puglia, but the Basilica of St. Nicholas in Bari is world famous, especially uh, you know, in the Eastern world, because it holds the remains of St. Nicholas who uh, we should mention is the you know ancestor of Santa Claus so the uh, tradition of the world tradition of Santa Claus uh, which may be you know Dutch or uh, English or American who knows comes from San Nicola and San Nicola is in Bari and uh, it's a Romanesque cathedral as is uh, Romanesque cathedral the one in Trani and the ones in uh, Troia, uh, north of Puglia. Trani is uh, like uh, 40 kilometers north of Bari, and Troia is about 90 kilometers north of Bari, both easy reachable, and, you know, a daily trip there. And then we have, uh, going to the south, I uh, should mention the Duomo in the Santa Croce Basilica in Lecce, and here we're talking about the Barocca, so, uh, you can basically divide Puglia into two basic uh, architectural styles, the Romanesque and the Baroque. Uh, I, if I were, uh, you know, a, a first-time visitor in, in Puglia, I would not miss especially two uh, cathedrals. The one in Galatina is especially particular because it has a fresco cycle that narrates the moments of the Old and New Testament, and it's uh, basically compared to the fresco of Giotto in the Basilica of Assisi, the much more famous fresco of, of Giotto. But uh, a famous Italian art historian, his name was uh, Philippe D'Averio, said the uh, cathedral of Santa Caterina in Galatina is the first Western place where internationalism reaches its own language because culture, cultures, I um, should mention, that go from the Flanders, from France, and generally from the countries of Northern Europe are all represented here in pictorial cycles. So if you are in Puglia, do not miss the cathedral in Galatina. Another unmissable place is Otranto. Otranto is also famous in the you know, English culture because uh, one Horace Walpole in 1764 published what is known as the first Gothic novel. So the uh, whole concept of Gothic novels uh, starts in Otranto and the name of the novel was The Castle of Otranto, uh, which you know, in English uh, listeners may already have heard of. And Otranto is also famous for its, uh, for its um, cathedral. The cathedral hold, holds uh, a, a mosaic, which is uh, like uh, 800 years old, and it, it, it celebrates uh, what uh, happened after the Ottoman invasion uh, in uh, 1480. And it's very interesting because it uh, basically gives a pictorial image of what happened of you know uh, Christians resisting to the invaders. So it's something that is uh, truly moving and uh, attracts lots of visitors. I didn't realize how much history is in Puglia and the and culture of the graphic novel. That's a you know 
inspiring place to, to visit. And I think it really is a hidden gem of, of Italy. And most people think of, oh, if I go to Italy, I've got to go to Rome or Venice uh, or maybe Tuscany. But the, the more and more I hear about Puglia, you need to get yourselves down, down there and, and really explore so much to do. And Italy is world famous for its food and wine. And I enjoy many of the food and wine from Italy uh, throughout the year. What are some of the local food and drinks visitors must try when they're, when they're staying in Puglia? So if I start with you, Alfredo. Thank you, Matthew. And uh, food and wine is a, is a big stuff in Puglia. It's like everywhere in Italy. And what is beautiful in Italy is that every region has a strong character about food and wine. Puglia is an agricultural region with uh, more than 60 million olive trees and all the other Mediterranean uh, kind of uh, wines and all other vegetables. So I will give some more personal tips and special tips about the region. In the northern part in Gargano, we have this uh, wood palafit called uh, Trabuco. It's kind of a tribal uh, wood house by the sea. Some of these ones are now converted into beautiful restaurants. So don't miss to go for a lunch or dinner in a Trabuco in the north part of Puglia in Gargano. They are amazing places with amazing food and wine. Obviously, fish is the main part of the uh, of a Trabuco dinner or lunch. Wine tasting. Wine tasting is a big stuff in Puglia too. So I would suggest to go in the northern part of the region to taste one of our main grapes that is called the Nero di Troia and then visit some of the producers who have an aperitif with the local uh, northern Puglia wine. Now we are traveling a little bit southern of the northern part of Puglia and we are in Bari. Bari, like everywhere in Puglia, is the, is the city of the raw fish. Like the Japanese, we have a strong culture about uh, eating uh, not cooked fish. And uh, so you can't miss uh, octopus, sea urchins, and all the kind of mussels you will find on a, on a table in a sea restaurant in, uh, in Bari. But this is everywhere in Puglia. Then focaccia is our main street food. You can find it in every bakery in Puglia. People like to go inside the bakery, buy one euro or two euro of focaccia and eat a slice of focaccia on the street, uh, possibly with the, with the local beer. Then we are uh, keep going a little bit southern of Bari. We are in the city of Polignano. Polignano is very famous also because of, is the, is the city of, the, of Domenico Modugno. And Domenico Modugno is the author of the song Bolare. Together with this is the, is the city of the, of the cliff diving, is where the Red Bull cliff diving is held every year. But if, if we go back on food and wine, and, but we talk about food, for the local people, Polignano is the city of gelato. All the people from Bari and from all the area are crazy to go in Polignano to taste the gelato Polignano. There are two, three or four uh, special shops for this with the crazy good gelato. After the gelato, you should, you should taste a caffè speciale. It's another recipe of Polignano. It's a, a great coffee with some uh, cream and liquor, and you just have to go and try it. Now I will give the word to my colleague uh, Gino with some more tips. We go in southern of uh, Polignano. Thank you, Alfredo. Uh, so let's uh, go on with this, uh, you know, mouth-watering list of uh, Puglian 
treats. Uh, I should mention um, Valeditria, which we already did mention, but Valeditria is also famous for bombette. Bombette, which can be translated into like uh, small little bombs, like firecrackers. It, they are uh, basically meat rolls, where inside you find uh, usually uh, some cheese like mozzarella, because we, we, we should mention that uh, mozzarella is another staple of the Apulian tables, and uh, bombette are uh, usually charcoal or you know barbecue, depending on where you are eating them. And they are uh, they started as a street food, and they are now becoming a you know a gourmet, uh, very sought after kind of. Uh, Dish. And then we have uh, going uh, a little down south and going to Lecce. Uh, we have the pasticciotto. Pasticciotto is a, a, a pastry uh, uh, sweet which is uh, filled with, uh, with cream, uh, with pasty cream. And uh, it's just typical from Lecce. The recipe may, may change from you know, patisserie to bar, but uh, it, it, you, you will only find in Lecce and in the surrounding towns. And um, although it doesn't go well with uh, sweet pastries, I should mention the Neguramaro and Primitivo wine terrace. We have, uh, those are uh, both coming from uh, ancient Greece, and they are typical red wines, very robust, we have lots of sun in Puglia, uh, lest we forget to mention we have uh, an average of 300 days of sunlight uh, a year, uh, so that makes for very good and strong wines and Negro Amaro and Primitivo are uh, definitely not to be missed. Another staple of the Apulian uh, agriculture production is olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. We have around 60 million olive trees uh, which dot the uh, Apulian landscape from north to south and some of them are uh, around a thousand years old and in some uh, olive groves uh, around Monopoli, around the Valle d'Itria, Loco Rotondo and Alberobello, you have uh, very unique uh, olive trees there. Uh, you know, curved and they have this uh, suffered image coming from uh, being beaten by winds. And uh, all this, you, you should, you know, taste uh, all these uh, treats both uh, on, on, on street food festivals or also on local osteria. Osteria is like a trattoria and it's uh, an Italian and Southern Italian tradition of family run restaurants. And along with family run restaurants, I should mention that uh, Puglia has uh, no less than 10 Michelin star restaurants. Uh, uh, these restaurants, 10 restaurants, 10 star restaurants may not sound that much, but uh, one has to consider that only five years ago we had none. So over the, uh, the last five years we have grown, our you know, quality offer has grown so much. The, yeah, the, the, the food sounds amazing um i really want to go and try some of uh, the gelato and definitely the raw fish in barry it has definitely 
tickled my fancy. And also the wine. It's one of the things I've never had wine from Puglia. So I, I'm going to have to start looking out um, to try and get myself uh, some wine from Puglia. And, and what would you sort of, what would that normally go with? Is it quite good for um, fish or with some pastas? Is that what it sort of pairs nicely with? Well, uh, you know, tradition has it that you have to drink red wine with meat and cheese and pasta. And you have to drink white or rosé wine with, with fish. But actually, we have, you know, we uh, digress from, we divert from tradition here. And you may even taste fish with red wine, some of, some of them. Um, and uh, also, like, uh, we have, the, we have uh, uh, red wines which are very high in alcohol and so turn into um, sweet liquor vines and then you can like you you can have a pasticciotto from Lecce with an aleatico or moscato di trani uh, very perfumed and uh, white sweet wines uh, quite high in alcohol and by high I mean like you know 24 degrees as opposed to the usual 13 14 degrees of Negro Amaro and Primitivo Sounds right up my street. I'm looking forward to, to finding some of those and, and tasting. Before we sort of start to wrap up, what are some of your own top tips for the listeners when traveling to the region? So what do you, Gino and Alfredo, really like to get up to uh, in, in Puglia? So we'll start with you, Alfredo. Okay, I will mention uh, one of our uh, coastal towns that I really love. It's called uh, Monopoly. It's a... Uh, like 30 minutes by train from Bari. It's a beautiful port city, white city with the different church in Romanic and Baroque style. This beautiful uh, old town by the sea and you can even swim by the whole walls of the sea. And there are some really, some beautiful small bays just, just outside the, the doors of the old cities. It's really alive at night. From the aperitif time tonight, there are beautiful bar, restaurants, and uh, once per year there is an amazing uh, photography festival that is it is called Fest that uh, gather artists from all over the world. So Monopoly is definitely on my list. Oh, Gina? Yes. Well, uh, if I were in Puglia, like in the middle of the summer, I would definitely not miss the Notte della Taranta uh, folk festival, or music folk festival in Melpignano. Uh, Melpignano is near Lecce, and so we're talking about Salento, the south of Puglia. Uh, La Notte della Taranta is the biggest Italian folk festival. It has been only established in uh, 1998, so it's quite young, but uh, in some of its edition has gathered as much as 500,000 know, people when, 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 so we, we, uh, we had our own little uh, Woodstock festival here of folk music, and uh, it's quite famous around the world, along with uh, Italian performers like Dicapue, like Lucio Dalla, like Francesco De Gregori. I should mention for our international listeners uh, that the festival hosted, uh, uh, we have the festival maestro, so it's the sort of festival conductor. One of them was Stuart Copeland from the police, 
Another one of them was no less than Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music. For those who you know need some help on uh, rock music, we also had Paul Simonon from The Clash. May sound strange, uh, you know, a former punk being the maestro of a folk festival, but it really worked out. And we also had the uh, entire ensemble of the Buena Vista Social Club one year, and so. Uh, again, uh, if you are in Puglia in the middle of the summer, usually the end of July, do not miss Notte della Taranta in Mempignano near Lecce. That festival sounds brilliant. And I know I've sort of put you on the spot here, to, but if you can each give me three more. So I'm going to give you a bit of time each. So I'm going to start with Alfredo, then I'm going to come back to you, Gina, and then I'll go back to you, Alfredo, so you get a bit of time to think. So Alfredo, you're, you're next with three more. But starting with your first of your three. Well, my, my next tip is about uh, shopping, local shopping. And uh, in the city of Grottaie, we have an amazing production of ceramics. I love these ceramics, and all local people love these ceramics. There are plates and uh, small uh, statues and cups, and uh, all this, all the production of Grottaie ceramics is really amazing and, and local and typical. So, I invite uh, our travelers to visit the beautiful town of Grottaie because, again, there is this old borgo with all these beautiful shops and local local handcraft to buy and. Uh, Visit, this, visit the city of Grottaglia and go for some uh, ceramic shopping. And Gide, your next one? My next one would be the Putignano Carnival. Uh, the Putignano Carnival, uh, oddly enough, has already started because it's the uh, oldest European carnival. It usually starts with, you know, like a sort of a prequel on December 26 with a uh, celebration called the Propagini. And then it goes on and on and on until the end of February, usually ends the uh, 25th of February. And uh, it was uh, founded no less than 620, no, this is, sorry, it's in its uh, uh, 627th edition, and it was established in 1394. So along the centuries, uh, uh, they did not have a carnival every year, but it's still one big, along with the other Italian famous carnival, which is Viareggio, um, when in Puglia in, in the January or February, I would definitely not miss Putignano and its carnival. Alfredo, back to you. Well, my next tip is about the contemporary art. And uh, in, the, in, the, in a place called Siponto, there is a basilica that was completely rebuilt by an international artist. He's from Italy. It's called Eduardo Tresoldi. And uh, this basilica is completely made out of iron. So it's uh, iron piles that uh, rebuilt this basilica that was completely smashed, smashed down by the by ages. So this place, especially at, uh, at sunset, is really an amazing place. So Eduardo Trisoldi, Basilica of Siponto is my next thing. And Gino? Well, uh, to change subject, but uh, you know, not, not to, no less amazing is the Marta Museum of Taranto. Marta means um, Archaeological Museum of, of Taranto. This is a, this is the uh, biggest Italian museum of Greek art. Taranto was uh, founded by Greek settlers over 3,000 years ago, and about 2,000 pieces of you know, artifacts, vases, and 
and, and, and plates and statues are held at the museum in, uh, in Taranto. Uh, so this is basically all pre-Roman art and the collection is uh, world famous and the entire museum has been uh, refurbished and restored to uh, you know, it's uh, it's all the architectural style, and so when in Taranto, uh, each time, each day of the year, you cannot miss the Marta Museum. And the last ones from each you start with you, Alfredo. Okay, because it's the last one. My last one is a double tip. Okay, so first of all, we have some great DMCs in Puglia, and uh, some of them I used to to sell this experience that is driving an old vintage Italian car. So we have all these uh, old Alfa Romeo, Fiat, and Ferrari that can be rented and driven by, and, and driving. I, I tried to drive a, an old uh, Alfa Romeo Spider, and it, it is an amazing experience. So then the tip is where to drive one of these cars, it can, but it can even be your car or your motorbike. For example, I'm a motorbike fan, so whatever is a vintage Italian car, motorbike, or your home car, or, or, or a bike, there is a, sh- a really scenic route that goes from Otranto to Santa Maria di Leuca. Santa Maria di Leuca is the last point of Puglia, where you have the meeting of the Ionian Sea and the Adriatic Sea. If we start from Otranto. Otranto is the eastern point of the world Italy, and the, the, the route from Otranto to Santa Maria di Leuca is really amazing. I, I can definitely say that it's one of the most beautiful routes all over Italy because all the road is on the top of a cliff and you always go through small port, small city, amazing base, so it's really scenic. Whenever you get to Santa Maria di Leuca, then I suggest to drive all the way up on the Ionian Sea and, and get to the city of Gallipoli and have a, a sunset dinner or aperitif in the old town of Gallipoli. Sounds amazing. <laughs> thank you, Martin. This was my No, thank you, Alfredo, for the tips. And Gina, you lost it? Well, uh, since you're there, since you are near Gallipoli and in Salento, uh, you should have uh, a day trip to um, the Luminarie uh, hamlets. Uh, so we have these this, uh, small towns near Salento. Luminaria means illuminations. Uh, they have the tradition in the summer, not for Christmas, to uh, adorn the entire town with uh, special lights. And they follow the local architecture, which I should remind it's a Baroque architecture. And it's just, it's difficult to describe all this, you know, uh, on air, and you should just uh, go there or uh, type in, you know, Google Luminarie, illuminations in Puglia, and you will find these splendid towns which at night are all adorned with, with lights, and there's street food, there's, you know, street festival music, and in normal times, it's just something you should not miss. Sounds wonderful, and there seems to be so many traditional events and some great festivals that go on year-round in in the region that people really do have to um, get back and and, and or maybe even plan their visit to, um, especially the folk festival. You know, some people will be, be able to plan their, their trip around that. And with the folk festival, is that something that is quite easy to get tickets for, or is it quite? Is there some free elements to it? Uh, Gina, that was one of yours. 
Yes, there are fear elements. Uh, there are, I mean, some of the concerts are, you know, there, there is a fee, there is a, a ticket to be bought, but uh, uh, some of them, or most of them, depending on the edition, are uh, free. Uh, and so uh, we still don't know, you know, the exact dates of uh, next year's festival, uh, but uh, it's something, it's also easy to get there. You basically drive uh, all the way down to Lecce and then you head to Melpignano. So like if you uh, landed in Bari by plane, we should mention that we have two international airports with direct connections with uh, most European capitals, including you know, London, Paris, Moscow, uh, Berlin, and, and Madrid. Um, and, and, and so if you drive from Bari, to uh, the uh, Notte della Taranta is like uh, less than an hour, an hour and a half. And it's only half an hour from Lecce, like 45 minutes from Vinci. Uh, definitely easy to, to reach, you can sleep. Uh, there are lots of you know, bed and breakfast or you know, five-star hotels around there. And uh, it's something that, uh, again, uh, hopefully next year we'll would be a big, big event for Puglia. And Alfredo, you just wanted to mention something? Yes, together with what, along with what Gino was saying, I strongly suggest to check our calendar of events before traveling to Puglia, because the calendar of events in Puglia, it, it is amazing, and it goes from a religious celebration and traditional festival to electronic music and jazz music festival with international artists. So, and it, this is how... Puya looks like from me. Puya is authentic and contemporary together. So this make it, makes Puya really an interesting destination in, in the heart of the Mediterranean, being authentic and contemporary together. And with that, as there's so much going on and, and especially with those events and some great recommendations of your top tips, how long would you recommend staying in the region for? So Alfredo, did you want to say that one? Well, I mean, I, I would start from a, from a short weekend, a short break, and uh, pick one of the other Puglia, so don't go all over the region, pick one special area and spend uh, at least three nights for a, for a weekend. Especially if we are in Europe, come with one of the locals or not locals flight and enjoy a weekend by the sea or even in winter. Then if you want to have a, a real Puyan experience, I think you should at least travel from one week to two weeks to visit all the region. Probably to visit all the region, you need two weeks to focus on two or three of the main areas. One week, 10 days is a good time to travel. Amazing. Sounds good. So again, it's, it's great for a little weekend trip or to really get out and explore, um, get yourself there for a couple of weeks and or even maybe even twin it with some of the other areas. Because I know, as you mentioned in earlier, it's easy to get to, whether it be by car, train or plane. So if someone was maybe visiting something like Rome, think, well, why not add on an extra three nights and go down to Puglia and really get a different experience in a different area? Or if you're up in Venice, again, head on down to the heel of Italy and, and really get to explore a different area and a different culture and vibe of Italy. Um, Gina, have you got any other little recommendations on, on visiting time? Well, uh, I should mention the simple fact that many visitors then uh, tend to move here for good. <laughs> 
and uh, we the uh, especially the uh, truly area uh, i don't know if you have heard of this but we have many uh, like english uh, british settlers because they are some of them are from scotland some from wales and some from ireland and uh, so it went under the nickname of the truly share because of the truly typical you know uh, cone shaped cone root uh, houses. So, uh, but for a, a short weekend, I would land either in Bari or Brindisi and then uh, rent a car or uh, rent a bike and then, you know, travel along the coastline, find uh, some nice uh, hotels by the sea, which can be in Monopoly, in Corigliano and uh, like uh, visit the uh, inland, visit the architecture, uh, relax by, by the sea, swim, uh, eat and drink and just think about nothing else. Sounds, sounds amazing to me, especially after 2020. Um, and <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end it there. So I just want to say a massive thank you to both you, Alfredo, and you, Gino, for coming on and sharing your love and passion for your home region of Puglia. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Matthew. And for those that are looking to visit, head over to our website where we'll have links to what we've talked about today, including um, some of the highlights of my personal highlights of going and see Father Christmas's relative St. Nicholas, enjoying fresh fish and wine, and explore some pre Roman artwork in some of the local museums and also some of these amazing festivals. We'll have links to all of it on the website. So head on over there. And also, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star review and make sure subscribe for free thanks for listening